Alberta's privacy commissioner has some pretty serious concerns about the TELUS Health app, which is called Babylon, and it's in use by Alberta Health Services in a number of different ways. Um, but our privacy commissioner says it violates both the Health Information Act in Alberta and the Personal Information Act. So, uh, let's get to the bottom of this. Exactly what is this app? What's it being used for? And where are the problems? Joining us is Jill Clayton, Alberta's privacy commissioner. Um, Ms. Clayton, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Oh, absolutely happy to be here. Thank you, Shay. So a little clarity around this app. I mean, we all, it's the Babylon TELUS Health app, but how is it being used in Alberta and what's it called in Alberta? Okay. Uh, well, when we started our investigation, it was called the, the uh, Babylon um, by TELUS Health app. So it's it's an app that provides a, a lot of different functionality. So um, it's quite a, a complex app, if you if you will. Um, so under the health sector or in, in the health sector, basically individuals are able to go online and have an online consultation with a physician. Um, so a virtual a virtual consultation. Okay. And then in, go ahead. Sorry, Shay. So basically, you can. It's basically it's a virtual check-in with a doctor, right? You don't. It, it's it's kind of, and it was obviously very helpful during the pandemic. Exactly, exactly. And to be clear, I'm I am supportive of um, virtual virtual care applications and technology solutions. We've seen um, obviously a, a huge explosion in um, implementation of these kinds of technologies over the last year and a half, and um, and we've reviewed and accepted PIAs for lots of them. Um, but this one we do have some concerns around. We had uh, done this investigation. Uh, we looked at the delivery of these services in the health sector by physicians. Um, the other functionality of the app is that you can go on, you can create your own personalized account, and you can use um, um, sort of artificial intelligence or AI-generated um, uh, functions. So you can use the symptom checker, which is a, a you enter information about um, any symptoms that you're experiencing, and you'll get some non-medical uh, general advice, for example. So there's there's other fu- that sort of functionality also that is in the private sector. And one of the interesting things about the investigation was um, because it is such a complex app delivering a lot of different um, services. Uh, just to figure out what laws applied and what was happening in each, um, in both the private sector and in the, in the health sector. Okay. Now, as you mentioned, some problems with a couple of areas when it comes to privacy legislation in Alberta. Um, let's just go through it. Where, where, where do you see the major problems? What, what's the most concerning to you? Well, the, the major problem, I'll, I'll go back to the health sector in particular. So um, in the health sector in Alberta, um, physicians who are delivering healthcare and other healthcare providers that are custodians under the legislation have to follow the Health Information Act. And the Health Information Act provides rules for how health information is collected and used and disclosed and also makes the custodians, the, the health provider, um, ultimately responsible for what happens to um, to Albertans' health information. So there are certain agreements that have to be in place. There are certain policies and procedures that have to be in place. And all of that infrastructure that a, a physician is responsible for is, is there to ensure that Albertans know that their health information is being protected. So um, in, in this case, we took a look at what was going on and we found that of the five or six issues that we investigated in the health sector, we found that the physician custodians, who are the ones that have responsibilities under the legislation, 
um, had not met those requirements under the Act. And I will, I have to say, I, I want to say that a, a lot of changes have been made. Yeah. I know yeah. we've, we've seen some improved policies and procedures and, and that kind of thing. But there is a, a remaining outstanding issue, which has to do with when you go to book that appointment with your physician for a, a publicly paid um, health care service, you are required to verify your identity. Right. And the app is using a facial recognition technology. So you are required to upload um, a copy of your government-issued ID to the app. You're also required to upload a copy of, well, a selfie photograph of yourself. And then technology behind the scenes is matching and verifying your identity. And the reason that that is an issue is because under the Health Information Act, a doctor, say, who is providing services, is limited in what information they can collect. It has to be what is essential to provide the health care service or to meet the, hus- the custodian's purpose. If their purpose is to um, verify your identity, then there are lots and lots of other ways of doing that without requiring an individual to provide a, a copy of government-issued ID. And so that's, then, that's our main concern. There. And then, of course, the question is, where does that information go? What limits are put into where all that information ultimately ends up? And that, as you were saying, that that that's basically what the issue is here, especially when it comes to your health information. Um, well, exactly. And and it, again, it's a complicated app. I mean, most most apps are, but this one has lots of functionality. As I say, it's, it's sort of sort of a private sector app, the kind of thing you would see in the private sector, but it's being used to deliver a, a public sector health product. Um, so, and I think that's where some of the the, uh, the challenges come in. Um, but it is a complicated app, and there are you know more than twenty different service providers who have been engaged that are doing various um, various things behind the scenes, including verifying identity. Mm-hmm. And some of those service providers are not in Canada; um, they're in Ireland, they're in the United States, um, they're in the United Kingdom. And so, um, with respect to verifying identity, um, that's where information is going. Um, it might not be retained, that copy of the government ID. We're not clear exactly how long that information is retained. Um, not permanently is what we're told. But again, it is, it is going there, and individuals don't know that. I don't think, know, yeah. Yeah, that was an, another problem in, in the private sector investigation that we did. Because again, the same technology is there, but for um, booking appointments with, um, with mental health counselors or with dietitians, and so that's not covered under Alberta's Health Information Act, but it's covered under our Personal Information Protection Act. So in the private sector, um, and again, information is is leaving the country to have your identity verified, and the requirement in the private sector is to be absolutely transparent and open about what is happening. Um, with personal information. Individuals should know what information is being collected about them and what it's being used for, and they should have information about out-of-country service providers. When Global News reached out to the people behind this app, I was kind of surprised by their response, and I just want to read something for you and get your, your take on it, because, you know, I read your report, and it seemed pretty clear to me, but the Babylon app spokesperson responded by saying, we are pleased the report, your report they're talking about here, found mm-hmm. that Babylon's overall use and disclosure of patients' personal information to be reasonable, and then they went on to say that your findings go against globally accepted standards, what they call the gold standards. Now, they're getting a much different take from this report than you're giving us now. So where's that disconnect? Yeah, that that is it's interesting, isn't it? Um, well, what I will say is that, um, again, we did two reports, one in the health sector and one in the private sector. We looked at a number of different issues. One of the issues we looked at in the private sector had to do with whether or not overall they have reasonable purposes and collect information to a reasonable extent. 
and we did find that yes that was the case but we had outstanding issues around over collecting information through use of this facial recognition technology we also found um, significant concerns with again the lack of clarity and transparency around use of that technology and generally for anybody who's using the app trying to understand what information is being collected and how it's going to work so you know, the reports are more nuanced than mm-hmm. just um, generally found this. So we did find um, compliance issues and some changes have been made in the private sector, but we have outstanding issues there. In the health sector, we looked at five or six different issues and we found that the physician custodians did not comply with Alberta's law in any of those cases, not for any of those issues. Again, changes have been made, so presumably it's a little bit better. We will look at the changes that have been made and review them against the standards of our our Alberta legislation. Um, But again, there remain outstanding issues where it needs to be essential for the custodian's purpose, whether it's verifying eligibility for health services or delivering health services. And as far as I'm concerned, in my view, they most definitely did not meet that standard. Um, I know I've seen that statement that our findings go against Global standards. Uh, global standards. Um, to be honest, I don't know what global standards they are referring to. Um, and in any event, it's not my job to enforce compliance with global standards. It's my job to oversee and enforce compliance with Alberta's laws. So that includes the Health Information Act and um, and the Personal Information Protection Act. That makes perfect sense to me. Uh, Ms. Clayton, thanks so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you. That is Jill Clayton, who is Alberta's privacy commissioner. And um, yeah, as she said, some some concerns um, with this. But she did say, and uh, you know, as she mentioned, there have been some changes made already. So it seems uh, at least the, the app operators are um, open to change and they're receptive to the information that they're receiving from the privacy commissioner. And as she said, she'll follow up and see if these changes manage to handle what they need to do.